What's up, guys? Welcome to the NBA Phenom Show. I'm here with Aiden. What's up, Aiden? What's up? All right, but um, I think we're going to get right into this. Obviously, this is a very sad, tragic day for the NBA. Uh, a year ago today, we lost uh, Kobe Bean Bryant in a helicopter crash. He also lost his daughter, Gianna Bryant, and seven other passengers. I mean, Aiden, we, do you want to say something? I mean, yeah. I mean, today – reading all of this about Kobe, seeing all the news, seeing how people feel on this day. It's definitely been a day where I've thought a lot about him and how he impacted the game um, and how he impacted so many people's lives around him. He was a great man. He was a great player. And he impacted so many people. So many people know him for him, whether or not you watch basketball. And I, it's, it was a sad day when it happened, and it's still sad now. Just rest easy to him, to Gianna, and to all other passengers on that crash. Yeah, I just remember exactly where I was, what time it was. I just remember everything. I remember being frozen, you know, and I think the worst part about it is that him and his daughter, they had so much left to live for. Kobe had won an Oscar. He's still – he's promoting the WNBA and bringing a new respect for it. So, you know, I think that – that makes it even more tragic. But we know we all miss you, Kobe. We all love you. We're always thinking of you. Uh, but let's, let's put that aside and let's talk about uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They've been pretty bad lately. Aiden, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, looking at them, it's made me really question D'Angelo Russell's value. He's on the max contract. He's making a lot of money, and that really prevents them from making more moves. It makes their cap not very flexible. Um, he's a 20-point-per-game scorer who plays zero defense. He's a, he thinks he's a better scorer than he is, which is why he thinks he can't play defense. But, I mean, every single game he plays, he can put up the numbers, but he doesn't really showcase his value often. Carl um, Anthony Towns will come back, and hopefully he'll help this team out. They, I'm fairly sure have the worst record in the league, 4-12. and 12. Um but it's definitely a rough go for them. Yeah. Um, no, I've never been, like, fully sold on D'Angelo Russell. I've always viewed him as a third option. Uh, defensively, this team is just horrific. We knew that when we, we knew that when they traded for D'Angelo Russell, that him and Cat are not the two best defenders. And right now, they're 4-12. and 12. They're the second, I think, worst or second worst team in the league. And they might not even have their first-round draft pick. That might go to Golden State because the, they traded for D'Angelo Russell. So um, that's just terrible. But um, this got me thinking, is Cat going to want out eventually? I mean, this team is just not built for the future. I mean, they have Anthony Edwards and uh, D'Lo around him. But other than that, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see Cat wanting out fairly soon. I mean, it's not a good situation in Minnesota, and they backed themselves into the corner with this D'Angelo Russell move. I mean – you could have waited another year before you traded for a guy. But part of me thinks they had to do this D'Angelo Russell trade to prolong Cat wanting out. Um, but giving up your first round pick was not a good idea when you're projected. They're actually second worst in the league behind the Pistons. You're projected to be a lottery team again, a top five, having a top five pick. The Warriors are really going to benefit from that selection. And the Timberwolves are missing out, and I don't know how much of an upgrade D'Angelo Russell to Andrew Wiggins is anymore. Yeah, I know. I mean, they've always been questionable when they have a star player. You saw it, obviously, with Kevin Garnett. You saw it with Kevin Love. 
Now we're seeing the same exact thing with Carl Anthony Towns. And then speaking of, uh, let's talk about their coaching. Uh, Ryan Saunders carrying on the legacy of Flip Saunders, who, who passed away recently. Uh, I had a lot of hope for him when he got the head coach job. But right now, he's definitely on the hot seat. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. They tried to stay in the organization when they hired him. I don't know if that was a great idea. It was, I don't know if he was better than Tibbs or not, but this team, he's a very player-friendly coach from what I hear, and this team needs a real presence in their locker room to get them going, to get them to get some of these games, but they do not have that right now. They're a young team. They're not very deep. They don't have the best coaching or front office, and the culture's just not there. And I can't really can't see them winning more than 20 games at this rate because they're just they're not set up to win in a conference that is maybe the most difficult conference of all time. Um, yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about coaching, they got to start Jar- Jared Vanderbilt. I mean, this season he's averaging 11 points a game uh, and seven rebounds when he plays more than 20 minutes. Uh, he's a very young player also. They might have, he's a perfect power forward next to Carl Anthony Towns. So I'm not sure why they're not starting him. I'm pretty sure they're starting Hernan Gomez over him. But this team has a huge power forward problem. Yeah, I mean, the most important thing about him is that he plays defense. Him and Josh Okoji are the only people on this team who even remotely play defense. And they only combine for like 30 minutes a game. And um, the only way that this team is going to win is by outscoring the other team because they're that bad defensively. Cat has become average, and both of these guys are above average. And if you start them, it, some games may be salvageable. But he is definitely the guy you want in that lineup. He plays good defense. He gets rebounds. He can guard outside players. He can guard inside players. He can switch. He can score on the outside or inside. He's just a really flexible, modern forward. And they're starting layman and um, – and Hernan Gomez at over him, and they were even going with Culver at before at times, and he needs to get in that lineup if they want to be good. Yeah, also going to the season, this team had, I think, an overload of those point guard, shooting guard players. Uh, you have Ricky Rubio, who I think might get moved at the trade deadline because he's a quality vet. Obviously, Anthony Edwards, even Malik Beasley, who I think right now is averaging 19 points a game. Uh, you have Josh Okoge. You have uh, Jordan McLaughlin. And you have uh, Jared Culver can play some guard minutes. So th- this team definitely has a lot of guard plays. They might need to make a move for some more wings. But we'll see. Uh, let's move on. The Miami Heat, last year they were contenders. Now they're struggling bad. A, in your thoughts? Um, I mean, right now they're definitely dealing with the injury bug. Um, I think Butler's missed some games. Trogic has missed some games. And those are two of their key players. Um. Overall, I think they'll end up picking it up. Their culture is always there. They're still great defensively. I mean, Bam literally looks like a top three center in the league right now, top four center. I'd even put him over Towns because his impact is so, so greatly felt. He's developed into kind of a shot creator even. Uh, uh, We saw it the last couple of games. He dropped 40 on the Nets. He had a fadeaway three at the end of the shot clock last night. Um, he's developed into where he can hit you with that little KD midi. He'll get you up in the air and then shoot it. He'll do a little spin move in the paint. His shot creation is there, and it doesn't look pretty, but it works, and that's the most important thing about it. He's no longer that run, jump, dunk guy. 
he's become more. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'd have Carl Anthony Towns over Bam. But, you know, I think Bam is an amazing player. I think he's kind of the new wave for centers, a small ball center who can play defense and run the floor uh, and somewhat stress the floor. Uh, yeah, last night against the Nets, he looked like an all-star. He's definitely deserving of it. Uh, this team, I think, will pick it up. Uh, do I think the bubble is a fluke? A little bit, you know, during the pandemic, the team was practicing together. Uh, no one really knew about that. So they had a lot of chemistry going into the bubble. But um, I think this team is going to pick it up. I really you know that Eric Spolstra is one of the premier coaches in the league. Uh, when Jimmy Butler gets back, he's definitely going to elevate everyone's play. You still have your young guys with uh, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Uh, speaking of another young guy, Kendrick Nunn, he's just not doing anything. Yeah, I mean, it was very interesting with him because last night he looked like Kendrick Nunn again, but every single other game before that, he has looked like – he's looked terrible. That's the only way you can really put it. I mean, he goes out there, he misses some shots, he doesn't look confident, he gets some turnovers, and he goes back to the bench if he even plays because some, some nights he's only gotten like eight minutes. Um, I think the most important thing with him is to get his confidence back. Drogic has not – played very many games they need him to be a point guard and to be a playable rotation player he was great last year and I don't doubt that he's going to get back to that it's just a weird slump and I think he needs that opportunity back that he got last night and he's been shoved to the back of rotation and hopefully he gets his minutes back yeah I think what none needs is a change of scenery whether that's being traded to a somewhat rebuilding team that make him like somewhat of a top scorer on a rebuilding team, get his confidence back. But, you know, they can definitely get a good size package from him for, like, some veterans on a rebuilding team. But, you know, hopefully he picks it up. Hopefully the Heat play him a little bit more. Uh, let's talk about potential deadline moves. Say we heard a lot of moves from Shams. We heard about Lonzo Ball. We heard about uh, Derek Rose as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on Lonzo Ball possibly getting moved? Um, watching the Pelicans, uh, they played the Jazz like a week ago. I ended up watching some of that game. Um, they want Lonzo Ball to be a spot-up shooter. They want in place of him to be that. Eric Bledsoe comes on the court. He's the point guard, or Brandon Ingram is the point guard because Lonzo Ball is resorted to the corner, and you'll see on occasion he'll get his guy up in the air, he'll get by him, and he'll make a nice pass. But that's all he does in the half court. Full court? He's still Lonzo Ball. He's still getting the rebound, running the floor, finding his guys. But in the half court, he's resorted to just a catch-and-shoot guy, and he has not been efficient doing it. If you want that guy, you play J.J. Redick more minutes, and you ship him out. I don't think you want to be paying a guy $14 million to under underutilize him. He needs an extension this year, and I think he's going to be on the move. Yeah, I was about to say the same exact thing about Lonzo. Uh, he's not a great shooter. And now he's turned to a spot shooter. Has he changed his form immensely? Yes, he has. But, you know, go, playing with Eric Bledsoe, I knew that was going to be questionable. Both those guys are not shooters. They both play better when they're in the paint and driving. Uh, like you said, Lonzo's a better full-court player. He can make those passes. But uh, let's talk about potential teams. Uh, apparently the Knicks were interested, the Clippers, and even the Mavericks. Uh, which team do you think would be the best fit for Lonzo? Um, I think um... – a lot of those teams are cool. I think even if they don't end up trading him, he'll get snatched in free agency. Somebody's going to believe in that potential. Um, a lot of teams don't really need a point guard because it's such a saturated market. 
I could see the Bulls wanting in on him. Uh, he could be that starter, have Kobe White come off the bench. Um, who else is a team that needs playmaking? I mean, I was kind of thinking the Magic. Right now, they're pretty injury-riddled at point guard. Right now, Cole Anthony's starting. Uh, I think Lonzo might not need to be in the spotlight, so Orlando could be a good spot. They have a kind of nice young team. But, um, yeah, I think there's multiple teams that would want Lonzo as a floor general. I think he might also be in a package, including J.J. Redick. We know teams would love J.J. Redick as a sharpshooter. Yeah, I think Lonzo's value is high enough to where you keep J.J. I mean, that's the role they want Lonzo to play. Why not just play the, one of the best shooters in the league? Um, I, the magic is definitely interesting. Um, Marco Fultz is obviously out for the year, and Cole Anthony's been playing great. He had a game winner a couple nights ago. But um, I think the magic need to blow it up, and I could definitely see, like, an Aaron Gordon for him move. That may not make sense for the Pelicans, but they have a lot of vets. I mean, even Fournier, Terrence Ross, they could definitely use a guy like them. They have a lot of vets that they could definitely make a move for them. Yeah, I think Orlando's going to be a big team during this deadline. I think multiple teams are going to want Terrence Ross off the bench. Aaron Gordon's, you know, looking to get moved. You know, I've seen a lot of trade talk even about Vucevic. You know, there's multiple teams that can. I've actually seen some deals having the Celtics at Vucevic, which would probably give them the big they need. But um, the Magic are definitely going to be active this uh, deadline. Uh, let's talk about Ricky Rubio. We were talking about him earlier. Uh, what teams do you think he can get traded to? Um, it's kind of the same thing with Lonzo, where he's just a great, a great playmaker. Um, but a lot of teams would want that defense. A lot of teams would want that playmaking. I think the Timberwolves do not need him because they're not going to win games, as shown. Um, but his $17 million is kind of an awkward number to try to trade, and I think he's best as a starter. Um, is there any teams you might that come to your mind? I mean, obviously, you know, Clippers are looking for a point guard. That would be, I think, the perfect move. But there's another guy I'll talk, we'll talk about later who would be even better. But, you know, he's a, Ricky Rubio is you now that four general I think they're missing. But, yeah, I think the Clippers could definitely make a move on him. For sure. Uh, and talking about that guy that the Clippers need, uh, Kyle Lowry. The Raptors have not been good at all this year. Uh, I think Kyle Lowry would be a perfect fit next to Kawhi. We've seen it before, and, and especially Paul George. He brings that grit. He plays that, brings that playmaking, the shooting, the leadership. I mean, I think this Clippers team needs to make a move after him. Yeah, and, I mean, they have Kennard and Marcus Morris. They add up to about $30 million next season. I think if I believe he has a one plus one, he's probably going to take it. Um, it, that's about the same money. If you wanted to make that move next year, I see it working for both sides. The Raptors get Kennard, who's a good young player, young prospect. Um, they get Marcus Morris, who's a good vet. And I think it works in Clippers' favor. Kyle Lowry has shown his value. He's shown how good of a player he is, how good of a hustle player he is, how good of a leader he is, which is something that they definitely need. But Paul George has shown his playmaking this year. You have a kind of a few guys helping out, but I still don't think it's enough. Yeah, the Clippers are just – they're playing amazing basketball this year. I believe they're tied for first in the Western Conference. They may be 12-3. and three. Uh, But let's move on to the next guy. He's probably been, you know, the top guy that's been rumored to be on the move, uh, Bradley Beal. 
Uh, what teams you, could you see Bradley Beal going to? Um, there's a couple teams that come to mind. The Nuggets are definitely one of them. They're always looking to improve their scoring. They have MPJ and Bull Bull. That could make a nice package. Um, but they're definitely the first team that comes to mind. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that this uh, Wizards team, no, I think they're 3-9 and nine right now. They're absolutely terrible. You know, they're very thin after their sixth or seventh guy. They're pretty injured. This team, I think, needs to blow it up. Obviously, you're not going to be able to trade Westbrook. You know, he's not been good this year. But Bradley Beal, you can get a nice young return. Uh, Philly is just going to be a team that's always in the conversation just because we never know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. And they have a nice, a lot of young, nice pieces like Tyrese Maxey, M.T. Stiebel. Uh, I, I was thinking of the Nuggets as well. You know, uh, Will Barr and Gary Harris can match up the salary. You throw in Michael Porter Jr. and some picks, and you got a deal. Uh, I think the Pelicans would also be an amazing uh, team he can uh, go to. You know, be that, I guess, not that, maybe even the first uh, guy in that team, but get them a big three of uh, Zion, Ingram, and Beal. Uh, they can trade like, all their young talent. Yeah, I mean, I think Philly is always going to be there. I think um, after striking out on the Harden trade, you wouldn't have to give up those three first. It'd be the deal you said, probably Simmons, um, Maxi. You might not even have to throw um, Thibault in there. But that gives you a really good lineup. Bradley Beal is uh, shown to be a very good playmaker. He averaged like six assists last year. And um, he needs out of there. I don't know why he hasn't asked out. I don't know why he signed that extension. They're not going to win games. They've shown that Westbrook is not helping them, and neither is Scott Brooks. He is another coach that very well could be on the hot seat. Yeah, I thought he should have been fired last year. Uh, I think they need a change in culture, definitely. Uh, Aiden, I know you're a Pistons fan. What are your thoughts on Blake Griffin and his huge contract and Derek Rose reportedly getting traded soon? Um. So watching the Pistons, we played the Sixers back-to-back. And the first game, Blake and D. Rose did not play. So we had – and Mason Plumlee actually ended up following out. Jeremy Grant did not have a good game. He was like one, two for 18, I believe. Um, But our young guys played, and they played well. And they put up a fight against the Sixers. It was a close game. It was close in the box score. You saw Isaiah Stewart. He came in. He was actually like – challenging Embiid. He was making it difficult on him. Simmons wasn't exactly having a field day on Grant. He played decent. Um, Overall, we need our young talent to get minutes. We are not winning games, like I've said for many of the teams we've talked about today, and we need our vets out of there. Dwayne Casey played Blake 40 minutes a game, or 40 minutes a few games ago in a double overtime loss. Why is Blake Griffin playing 40 minutes when we are nowhere near the playoffs? Um, he's just taking away minutes from guys at this point, and I get he's going to be very difficult to trade since he's essentially a spot-up shooter now on a $36 million deal. But somebody will be willing to take on his salary, and I wouldn't say give up a great asset for to get him off of your team. But if we can get him off of our team, please, please, please do. Because Sadiq Bay should not be playing eight minutes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what the Blake Griffin deal would look like. You know, I agree with you. You got to get those guys like Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, uh, Sekou, uh, and then like guys like Jeremy Grant. Just give them more minutes. Let the young guys grow. And talking about Derek Rose, um, 
I mean, people have been saying free Derrick Rose since he signed to Detroit. Uh, reportedly, the Knicks are interested in him. Can you see a potential reunion in New York for D Rose? Um, I could. I don't understand it for the Knicks. You have R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, and Julius Randle, neither of which should be shooting threes, even though um, Julius has been very efficient. They all want to slash to the paint, and you're just throwing another guy in there that wants to do that. Um, I would say he's probably better than Alfred Payton at spacing the floor, but I don't, I don't know why the Knicks do that, but it would be a very Knicks move to make. I wouldn't say that's very much freeing Derrick Rose. Um, I mean, like you've said, the Clippers are an option. I don't know if they need him, but they're an option. Um, plenty of teams like Derrick Rose's scoring. He just brings that spark plug. He's super efficient with it, and he does it in limited minutes. And he's a fun player to watch, fun to player to have on your team. But same situation with Blake. He's taking away from those opportunities. Yeah, you know, I agree. You know, he can even be a fun bench scorer. But, you know, I'm hoping for the best for D. Rose. Let's move on. We talked about the Raptors a little bit earlier. We talked about Kyle Lowry. Uh, do they need to rebuild, you know? Now, they have a nice young core as it is. But do they need to get their older guys out here? Um, that's the weirdest thing because they have a really younger team now. Uh, Abaka and Gasol ended up leaving in free agency. They're both seasoned vets. Um, but your starting lineup, if you take out Kyle Lowry, is all kind of on the same time timeline. If you end up trading Lowry, you're kind of hitting the reset. You have Van Vliet at point guard, Powell at shooting guard, Inanobi at small forward, Siakam at power forward, and then Chris Boucher at center who's been having a very good season. Um, I think you get Baines out of there and you just go rely on your young players and see what they can do. Malachi Flynn has been great this year. You have a bunch of guys on the back of their bench that have shown potential, haven't been able to showcase it yet, but I think this team should try to get as many assets for their guys as they can now and just roll out with that starting five and see what happens. Yeah, and I think for some reason, if they if they somehow don't uh, if they don't move Larry, you know, this team I think will make the playoffs in one way or another. If it's in the playing tournament as a ten or nine seed, or even as like a mid like a mid seed, like a five or six seed. Uh, but you know, uh, I think they might need a rebuild. You know, the Larry trade's always going to be there. I they do not want to lose him for nothing. Uh, you know, you have already like we said, Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher. OG Anobi, Van Vliet, Malachi Flynn, those are amazing pieces to have. Uh, but uh, talking about OG Anobi, you know, he's been pretty hesitant to shoot the ball. We see him be able to hit the three. We see, we've seen his offensive capabilities. What are your thoughts on OG? Um, so OG, there's only a couple players in this league that I think have the potential to be all-stars but don't have the drive to be that. Um, OG is one of those. I'm not saying he doesn't have the drive because when you see him play, he is an insane hustle player. But he is too passive on the offensive end to ever be an all-star, to ever put up those numbers. He'll have nights where he'll put up 30 points, but he he doesn't do that consistently enough to be that every night. Um, he just needs to shoot the ball. I mean, he is such a good scorer. He just does not showcase it. Yeah, I mean, if we're looking at guys like OJ, and it'll be like Mikhail Bridges. We've seen Mikhail Bridges, you know, take a huge leap scoring-wise this year. He's had multiple over 20-point games. Uh, we need to see OG and OB do that. We need him to step up. You know, he might not 
if Lowry's out there, he's going to have to be that third option. But um, let's not stop talking about the Raptors. Let's talk about the Utah Jazz, a surprise team. Right now, they're third in the Western Conference. I believe they only have four losses. Donovan Mitchell's blowing out. Uh, what are your thoughts on Utah? Yeah, I mean, it's really in question if this is a fluke or not, and I don't know. I mean, this team, Mike Conley looks like the third option that they thought they traded for. He's putting up similar stats as he did in Memphis. He's shooting the ball efficiently. He looks great in the pick and roll with Gobert, and he's finding Mitchell Ingles, Bogdanovich on the on the wings for threes, for drives, and it's really working well for them. Royce O'Neal has been great. He's playing power forward, which – I didn't know if it'll, it would work or not. They've kind of slid Bogdanovich to play more on the perimeter. Um, but Royce and Bogdanovich have both been great as those forwards. Um, Bogdanovich averaged something around 18 last year. And um, he's not averaging that this year, but he's still shooting the ball efficiently, playing his role well, and taking a step back for Conley to be great. And it's worked well for them as they're third in the West as once again, it's one of the t- toughest conferences of all time. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, this team's always been built to win. Like we said, Mike Conley has stepped it up this year. Uh, you know, I think they surprised some people. This year I had them as the eighth seed. Uh, I think they're going to probably be uh, around a um, four, three or four seed. You know? um, but uh, let's move on to Boston Celtics. Uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum's a- absence. He has been amazing. Uh, as a Celtics fan, you know, I'd love to see it. The other night in 19 minutes, had 33 points. You know, people are saying Brown is a perennial all-star. In my eyes, he is an all-star. I think that Jalen is uh, definitely a lock. Well, would be a lock if there was an all-star game this year. Uh, you know, Kemba, Jason, and Jalen have not played together yet. Uh, I'm really excited to see that. Uh, and what, how do you think this team will mesh when they're all healthy? I mean, 27 points, rebounds, three assists, um, and a very efficient shooting. Jalen Brown's great. Kemba just got back from his injury. We know what he can do. And, I mean, Jason Tatum is, like, a top ten player. You have these three, and that is a top five seed in the East. And they're just great. Like, they're a great team, and that's a great big three to have. Um, Kemba, obviously – may take a step back with Jalen taking a step forward. Um, but I think that's okay, and I think they're still going to be great. Um, I don't know if they're contenders, but they're a very good team. They're a very good team on both ends, and Brad Stevens is a great coach over there. Yeah, you know, I think if there's any point guard to take a step back, knowing Kemba, I think he will do that. Um, I think this team is uh, two bench moves away. Uh, they do have that trade exception, that $28 million trade exception from the Gordon Hayward sign trade. Um, you know, there's a lot of bench guys that they would love, I think. I brought up Terrence Ross earlier. Uh, I think Harrison Barnes would fit that as well. You know, they can also just go for a big-time move like Vucevic. I mean, even they can give up a lot for Bradley Beal, which I don't think will happen. But, you know, I think this team with a good bench and the a mix of veterans and young guys on the bench, this team will definitely contend. But um, that's all the time we have here today. Uh, This is the NBA Phenom Show. I'm Jacob. That's Ian. Thank you for watching.